Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is just about 510 here in the studio, 48 degrees and cloudy outside. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. we got some callers to get on. Mike from Bloomsburg on being disenfranchised. Mike, how are you being disenfranchised? How are we being disenfranchised? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't get shocked very often, but today I was shocked when I was disenfranchised. You know, well, first I want to say I do believe talk radio is the last bastion of free speech. And here in Pennsylvania, we have a thing called the Pennsylvania Cable Network. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. I am. It's basically, okay, it's, it's funded by, you know, part of my money that I pay to the cable company is funding this network. Well, today they had the Democratic Speaker of the State House fielding questions concerning the uh, educational budget, the process of, you know, coming up with how much money each school district gets, because I believe you were just talking about that a little bit. And uh, so I decided to call in and say, well, first of all, I believe if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail, okay? And so my concern is with all the people that are coming into the country that do not speak English, our schools are going to get blindsided with these students in many areas that aren't used to that. And so I wanted to know if the House of Representatives was looking ahead and making plans how they are going to educate and you know, do everything they need to do for the people that don't speak English. So I gave that call, that that question to the uh, call screener, and he said, "I'll put you in hold, and I'll get back to you." He comes back to me and he says, uh, "That question's not appropriate for today," and that was it. So this was the, the state or the speaker of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, which is controlled by the Democrats. Yeah, she's a speaker of the House who's a Democrat from Philadelphia, and she refused yep. to even let that question hit the hit the airwaves. Well, I don't know if she personally— well, Whoever was monitoring the calls did, yeah, correct. that's right. Somebody was in the background, uh, you know, taking the, you know, listening to the calls, and they kicked me off. And, I mean, I was disenfranchised. And the ironic, ironic thing about that is that is one of the words that she was using— in her talk about how the poor people are disenfranchised by school uh, vouchers because the people that want those school vouchers are primarily the rich people that can afford to send their schools to the, uh, you know, uh, private schools themselves. And, you know, and so they're being disenfranchised. And here, whoever it was uh, speaking on her behalf disenfranchised me. No doubt. No doubt. It was a valid question with, with the influx of illegal migrants in the country and, and even Pennsylvania. We've we've run the numbers before. What are the preparations taking place for our school districts to assist them with this? It's a valid, very valid question. The mere fact that the you know they wouldn't even let it be put on the platform uh, speaks volumes. It, it does. And the truth in my mind, the truth of the matter is it's being orchestrated by the higher ups in this in this government. And if they're doing it, they should be taking care of the states that they're supposed to represent, and they're not. No, they, they are not. And the mere fact that they fought their, the governor, a Democrat governor, on the school voucher program for the, most, the poorest performing school districts, what, how, why would you fight something like that? I mean, we, we've proven time and time again school districts around the country. You could pour as much money as you want into a failing district. It's still a failing district. It's still going to fail. More money does not solve that problem. Baltimore proves that because they spend more money than any other school district in the nation. 
Right. And your comments just proved something. The Democrats, they always say for the children, for the children. They're not caring for the children when they they take away the opportunity to have a better education and a better environment for them. No, they're caring for their UFT donation base, which is the, one of their biggest supporters in the, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Uh, let's protect that entity. That's why they circle the wagons all the time. That's why they are so afraid of voucher programs. A- absolutely. And year, last thing I'm going to say, years ago, I found out how much these teachers, I don't want to say they're brainwashed, but how much they're influenced. Because I have relatives that are teachers, and they know that I'm a conservative. And then all of a sudden, guess what? I'm not that nice guy that I used to be because I have different views than what the mailings are that they're getting at their house on how I want to steal teachers' jobs. Some of them are, Mike. Some of them are. It's their union leadership that goes rogue without their input. They do whatever they want. They they take that 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 union do mon- dues money and they use it politically uh, as they weaponize it to do what they want, not what the, not what their public. That's why nothing goes out for a vote as far as hey, do you think we should support this candidate or this candidate or which platform? They never ask those questions to their membership, and that goes for a lot of unions, but more so with the UFT and teachers union. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking my call, sir. All right, Mike. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you. And let's go to uh, Bill from Wilkesbury on Palestine deaths. Bill, Will, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Yep, I heard someone saying something about Palestinian civilians being killed. Well, that's unfortunate. Obviously, it's terrible that non-combatants are being killed. However, what a lot of people don't know is that under international law, Israel is not guilty of killing those people because Hamas intentionally positioned its weapons and its combatants in the middle of civilians. They use the civilians as human shields, and the Geneva Convention says that's a war crime. The Rome Statute says says it's a a war crime. And I looked up U.S. law, which says using someone as a human shield and that they die as a result, that's punishable by death under our laws. So basically, Hamas is guilty of thousands of counts of murder, which under the U.S. legal system would actually be, be punishable by death as a war crime. And I, I don't know why, what Israel's problem is. I think they need to start uh, instituting capital punishment to deal not, with, not just with the ones that murdered Israeli civilians. They hanged people after, after the Nuremberg trial for that sort of thing, but also... They should do the same thing with the, the Hamas members who are causing the deaths of Arab civilians. Well, I, I believe Israel's plan of attack is to exterminate the, the land of Hamas. So I, I don't think if you're part of the Hamas organization, you stand a good chance regardless of what you're doing. Um, and, and again, it's, it's unfortunate, but we, we've no, we know it's been documented, the history of Hamas. We know what they do with their weapons. We know where their command and control centers, where they put them. This is not anything new. I mean, what 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 people like the last caller want us to do is, you know, do a ceasefire and try and negotiate with terrorists. You cannot negotiate with terrorists. We've proven this over the the, the history of time. Uh, you need to get rid of terrorists. You need to exterminate the land of them. And at this point, Israel has taken the international pressure time and time again and backed off. And now they're at this crossroads where they were attacked and i don't think they're going to take it anymore and they're going to go in and they're going to make sure they clear that area now what happens after that we'll have to see it and it's unfortunate you know in war that 
civilians do become casualties of that. But show me a war in the history of the world there that hasn't happened. Uh, it's when you target civilians, it, it's an issue. I, I don't believe they're doing it. I think they're taking extreme measures not to do that. And you, it's proven Hamas uses their citizenry as human shields. It's absolutely true. I mean, as far as the U.N. goes, Israel should simply uh, simply ignore them. It's none of the U.N.'s business. Czechoslovakia was talking about getting out of the U.N., and I, for one, don't see why we're paying them, what, $12 billion a year well, what's telling about the U.N., Bill, is uh, is the United States recognizes Hamas as a terrorist or a world terrorist organization. The U.N. recognizes Hamas as the duly elected government of Gaza. So that just goes to tell you where the U.N. is coming from when it looks at things like this. And uh, it's, it's war. Uh, you know, it's ugly. I'm sorry. And it, it's it's a shame that the people there on both sides need to look. Like I said, just before my show today, when it was getting dark in Israel, Hamas was still lobbing rockets into randomly into Israel. And they don't care about civilians there. They don't care about kids and children there. And, and I'm sorry, but if you put your command and control center, if you're holding hostages, if you're using your citizenry, your mosques, your hospitals as shields, they, they are going to get targeted. Well, quite frankly, someone has to, would have to ask, if Gaza were to switch place with Long Island and start firing rockets into New York City, uh, what exactly the United States would do about that? And I, I think it would have involved mushroom clouds by this time. I'm, I'm not sure, but I think uh, that's what would have happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a tragic situation, Bill. Uh, again, it, this is going to be a long, this is not going to be an easy, short war. This is going to be a long, drawn out war. And unfortunately, there's going to be lots of casualties on both sides. But we know what started this, and we know what they're using their populace. I mean, it just when, when they're dropping leaflets to tell you to, to flee the area and Hamas is preventing you from doing that by blocking roads, they're showing their true colors. Absolutely. I mean, it had to be done in 1945. We paid a high price to put an end to that, and I guess that's what's going to have to happen here. Yep, yep. And it's, uh, you know— you got to get the source where the caller's coming from. It's the same source that says, you know, they're using phosphorus uh, against international law. But when you look into that law, which I did, uh, Israel is not even a, a signee on that restriction. So, and they use it to light up the skies, not to target individuals. But even if they were, they are not a part of the treaty where U.S. is to not use those type of wes- weapons around civilians. I don't think anything stops you from using um, enemy combatants. No, no, it's just if it's in a civilian population, we we are part of the treaty that says you should not use weapons like that if if there's going to be a lot of collateral damage with the citizenry. But Israel's not a part of that, so uh, they're not breaking international law. People would like to say they are, but they they were attacked. They are fighting back. Absolutely. All right, Bill, I appreciate your call tonight. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. It's a... Uh, so, wait a little bit here. Let me see. Oh, here she is. I'm trying to be on time for you today so you're not late in other places. Uh, so No, I was already there. Already there? You, you, yeah, okay. I was already there. Yeah, I was already there. All right, well, it's 521. Now I'm just for... trying to get ahead of the day for tomorrow, and that doesn't work for me either. How do you know what traffic's going to be tomorrow? I... <laughs> I have this other show I do from noon She's till three. Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. I do this other show from noon till three every day. Do you? You you might have heard of me. Oh. Yes. 
But maybe not. You probably don't listen. Stop. As, you know I listen. As nobody else does either. You know I listen. <laughs> this traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. Scranton Carbondale Highway is a disaster. It's all jammed up. Heading past the Viewmont Mall. That is due to an accident. Also, Commerce Boulevard's quite jammed up as well due to a wreck um, near, I think, I was saying Dundas Street, but then it's, it looked like Scott Road. First it looked like Dundas Street, then it looked like Scott Road, but whatever. If you're going toward Blakely uh, up to the Carbondale area, that is uh, why that is jammed up. There was a wreck. We have no reports of anything bad on 81 it all looks pretty good no accidents no major backups 80 84 380 and 476 the pa turnpike all seem to be clear whenever you see a traffic problem call our jam line 570-883-7269 nikki stone wilk traffic i even texted your show today i was telling you what pickleball courts were <laughs> i got a lot of calls on pickleball we installed them i, I know all about them it's it's out west and south, they're moving up here north. We're, we're behind, but about 10 years ago, they got real popular. Two pickleball courts fit in one tennis court. A little lower net. You use the paddles. They're a bigger paddle, you know, a smaller ball. And next thing you know, you're going to tell me you were the pickleball champion of I don't, the, the Midwest. I, no, no, I do not play pickleball. I installed courts where I used to work as a manager. So you, you need to tell me this. How did this conversation go down? Ping pong, yeah, it's not challenging enough. Tennis is kind of boring. Uh, badminton, eh, uh, oh, pickleball. People from the Northeast were going on vacation down south and out west. They saw the pickleball out there, and they were like, this would be great. Let's bring it here. We can change our tennis courts. And you can double up. Like if you have eight tennis courts and you take four and make them pickleball courts, then you have eight pickleball courts and you, know, you have four tennis courts. So it expands your, your availability to Jake, play. Jake, what's the Super Bowl of tennis called? Wimbledon. Okay, so what kind of what kind the of champion do they have a championship for pickleball like that? The big gherkin? I don't know. <laughs> it's a little dill. The, <laughs> Sour. The big gherkin. I don't, I don't know if that's kosher. Oh, here we go. Dum dum. <laughs> I'll find the weather, Jake. Don't worry. Jake's pounding on the glass. I think he gave me the finger twice too. Here's uh, no, what? never, man. I got it right here. There you go. I got it. I got the weather. I just couldn't. Okay. It was in, shuffled in my other papers. <laughs> you know, after Dave won, I, I had to, you know, shuff, reshuffle my thinking here. One. Here's the Storm Tracker <laughs> 16 Air forecast. Quotes. Yeah. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight becoming partly cloudy and cold, low 35. Halloween becoming mostly sunny in the afternoon and chilly, high 48. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, high 45. Thursday, mostly sunny and chilly, high 48. It's currently 47 degrees at 524, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 528 here on WILK News Radio, 47 degrees and cloudy. Doesn't Dave from Kingston sound like Cartman from South Park? We were just having that discussion. I think it might be him. So we'll have to see. I won again! I won! Respect my authority. Just saying. Uh, Got to have a little fun, right? It's day before Halloween. It's uh, you call or text at five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. I don't know where Jake went, but he might be somewhere on the floor laughing because uh, I lost sight of him for a second there. I want to watch nothing but South Park after. Oh, <laughs> find, find something good for the break. We'll. we'll We'll get something well, good for you. 
I, I'd probably I'm probably gonna have to look for one that has a lot of bleeps in it, knowing the way Cartman is. Yeah, yeah, that's I started. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Oh, can't go from there. You can call or text at five seven zero. Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. Let's go to the phone. Seriously, now we have uh, Joe from Trips Park on the Israel versus Hamas. Joe, hey Rob, good to see you guys are having fun. It adds a personal and local element to the show. Listen, after uh, someone tries to support, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, you, you heard it. I, I'm not going to try to get back into it, but yeah. I'm sure you have something on a little more intellectual basis. Yeah, um, you know, one thing after nine uh, eleven. A good thing that came out of it amongst all the bad things was, remember all the flags? Everybody just, everybody stuck together. There was no left or right. And, you know, everybody was against the evil and for good. And, you know, it's sad to see how far along we came from that. Um, And I think uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, our love for political sides. It's turned into, well, if the other side thinks that's positive, we got to think it's negative. And I mean, it's to the point where it's sad. It's a sad comedy almost where, you know, you have Republicans thinking, okay, we're defending Israel right away. People that favor the other side, find a way to stand against it, which is, I mean, in this case, it's just, it could have been more, it could have been more disgusting to be honest with you. I don't want to use that word, but that's what it is. It's just disgusting, really. I would call it ignorant, but it's gone beyond that. To think that Israel somehow started this, it's just ignorant and stupid. Um, There's an Iron Dome for a reason. Okay, and that's because they keep getting fired upon. Had yeah. this not happened, there would be no Iron Dome. Duh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you think you're going to have to explain that? <clears throat> but I guess you have to. Um, this has been going on for years and years and years. This is not the first attack. There's been attacks nonstop. Israel has sirens in their streets for when rockets get launched at them. That's not normal. That's not, that's not normal life. Okay, there's a reason for that. They've turned the other cheek. Ten, year after year after year, hundreds and thousands of times. It's not normal to hear rocket alarms in town on a constant basis. That's how they live, and they got sick of it. It's that simple. I can't believe it's being spun into anything else. It's infuriating. Sorry for getting a little bit emotional and ranting, but I'm just I'm kind of over it at this point. It, it's definitely infuriating. You know, it, it's the next war, regardless of who it's against regardless of who it's with that we're involved in, you're going to have a large portion of America blame blame us. And that's for something we're involved in. I mean, here you, you've, you've seen the, obviously, the, the acceptance in academia to say the things they're saying, the no accountability where, you know what? I mean, um, Cornell, they, they sent extra police there they're sending out a letter saying oh you know you, you we understand your first amendment rights but you you shouldn't you should respect respect everybody respect everybody how about anyone who sent a threatening message and we find out who you are you're expelled immediately will never be allowed on campus again but there's not that response there's no it, it's unbelievable and it is and again i hate to throw this in there and it's because it's against the jewish community if it would have been against any other minority oh my god I mean, oh, my God, it would be upside down. The world would be upside down. But, again, it kind of gets brushed to the side. I deal with it all the time. I had, you know, my son came home, and they were doing group activities at school last year, and a girl tells him, I don't want to sit with you because you're a Jew. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> and, and I told him, listen, this is what it is, you know, and he, he's, he's thick skin. I mean, he's dealt with it before, and we've all dealt with it. You just, you know, 
rub it off, whatever, don't talk to that person, I'll deal with that person. But had that happened to an African-American and it would drop, you know, a bad word like that, I'm sure that was, the school would have been flipped upside down because it happened to him. Nothing. I mean, no, nothing at all. The, the pure again, acceptance just, of anti-Semitism that's happened over yeah. the past two, three weeks yeah. is just outrageous. And, and I'm looking yeah. at what you're talking about now. These are just rockets fired at Israel from the Gaza Strip. Now, the disengagement was August of 2005. That's the last time that that area was occupied. The next year, 2006. Now, Gaza was giving was given to the Palestinians. They voted Hamas as their government. Israel is out. They built their border. They're not occupying anything anymore. The next year, 2006, 974 rockets were fired. 2007, 883 rockets were fired. 2008, mm-hmm. 2048 rockets were fired. Then 2009, you know, it goes up. In 2014, 4,225 rockets were fired. In 2021, during COVID, 3,631 rockets were fired. Every There's not a year that went by that rockets weren't fired from Gaza to Israel. Uh, Joe, i got to leave it there because I'm up against a break. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. It's uh, 534 here at WILK. It's time for the news. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 539 here in the station, 47 degrees and cloudy out there. Well, because of the com- economy faltering, more and more Chinese migrants are taking the perilous journey to the U.S. border to seek asylum. But do we think that's all that it is here? They are recent transient, spent the last two months traveling to San Diego from the southern Chinese province through seven countries on plane, bus, and foot, including traversing the Panama's dangerous Darien Gap jungle. They, uh, they're part of an influx of Chinese migration to the United States on a relatively new and perilous route that's become increasingly popular with the help of social media. Chinese people were the fourth highest nationality after Venezuelans, Ecuadorians, and Haitians crossing the Darien Gap during the first nine months of this year, according to the Panamanian Immigration Authorities. Because, of course, Panamanian Immigration Authorities just log them in, and as long as they keep moving north, they don't care. Let them go through. Move along, nothing to see here. But that should be scary. The influx of Chinese migration to the United States is the fourth highest nationality through the Darien Gap. Chinese asylum seekers who spoke to the Associated Press as well as observers say that they are seeking to escape increasingly repressive political climate and bleak economic prospects. They also reflect broader presence of migration migrants in the U.S.-Mexican border, Asians, South Americans, and Africans, who made September the second highest month of illegal crossings in the U.S. government's 2023 budget year, the second highest on record. United Nations has projected China will lose between uh, 310 people through immigration this year compared to 120 in 2012, so three times the amount. you got to think, how are they getting here through all those countries? Those who cannot get a visa are finding other ways to flee the world's most populous nation. Many are showing up at the U.S.-Mexican border to seek asylum. The Border Patrol made... 22,187 arrests of Chinese for crossing the border illegally from Mexico from January through September. 
nearly 13 times the same period in 2022. Arrests of Chinese people peaked at 4,000 in September, up 70% from August. The popular route to the U.S. through Ecuador, which has uh, no visa requirements for Chinese nationals, migrants from China join Latin Americans and trek north. The monthly number of Chinese migrants crossing the Darien has been rising gradually from 913 in January to 2,588 in September. For the first nine months of this year, Panamanian immigration authorities registered over 15,000 Chinese citizens crossing the Darien Gap. By comparison, only 2,000 people trekked through the rainforest in 2022, and just 376 total between 2010 and 2021. So that 11-year period, only 376 people from China crossed that area. 2,000 in 2022, and now we're over 15,000 Chinese coming through the Darien Gap into the southern border in San Diego. Something to keep an eye on especially with the world's tensions and that, uh, you know, things are heating up with China. It's 543 here at WIK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. Looks like uh, we cleared up the accident on the Scranton-Carbondale Highway. Things do seem to be moving. There is a little bit of slowing as you go southbound on 81 through the Scranton area. And we have no reports of any accidents anywhere now in the area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, becoming cloudy and cold, low 35. Halloween, becoming mostly sunny in the afternoon and chilly, high 48. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, high 45. Thursday, mostly sunny and chilly, high 48. It's currently 47 degrees and cloudy now at 544 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 548 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 47 degrees and cloudy outside. So we have a couple tragic deaths. Jake, I'm going to bring you in on this uh, part two. Well, we have Matthew Perry, and uh, we heard about it when I was away this weekend. And it's my daughter was a big fan of Friends, even though it was after her. She watched all the replays. She named her Cat Bing, which is, I guess, is after his character, yeah. Chandler Bing, Chandler I guess. Bing. So her cat is named Bing. So she was kind of upset. And not, I mean, not crying upset, but, you know, got the teary emojis from her. And she was upset because she, she actually had the Friends T-shirt on when we let her know that we we got the news. But it looks like, uh, you know, the medical examiner is holding off till they get more information. It is unusual for someone to drown in a hot tub and if you look at the aerial photo of his house it looks like he's got a lap pool and then there's a separate hot tub they're connected but they're it's cordoned off you know it's got the walls around it so uh you know they're going to be looking at toxicology they're going to be looking at a lot of things but he was supposedly like you heard the news breaks he was playing pickleball and you know he did have his run-ins with uh he did have his run-ins with people with i'm sorry with drugs as far as, you know, past, but supposedly that was cleaned up, and we'll see. You know, his toxicology won't lie in what, what's going on there, but it's it's tragic loss to that community. And we have one a little more closer to home here, the hockey player. What was his name, Jake? Yeah, that was that was very, very tragic, Rob. That was, just give me one He played second. here locally for the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Penguins, yeah, Wilkes-Barre sure Penguins, and, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, you know, I figured when I heard he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, he did at least a few stints here game-wise. Um, 
Adam Johnson. Adam Johnson. Years old. And, and I just got a notification for that, that the police are actually looking at that now. Yeah. Um, Jake. Yeah, that was that was absolutely intentional is probably to, the word to say, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough to see. But if you look and the only reason I watched because I saw the claims that it was definitely intentional, basically a karate kick to the neck area and, and i don't think it was as blatant as i don't think he was aiming for the neck but he was definitely throwing that skate at him it looks like he was missing a check you know he wanted to get a check on the guy before him kind of missed it and threw up his skate so he'd run into it and unfortunately he ran into it with the side of his neck and it ended up slicing his carotid artery and with an injury like that unless you have someone right there and then that knows what they're doing can clog it or plug it and even then you're risking blocking blood flow to the brain so it would be unfortunate, but he, he pretty much bled mostly out there on the ice. And uh, thankfully, they're blurring a lot of that out and not showing it. But they did slow-mo this hit, and, and now it appears the police are looking into this as an intentional act. Now, I, I don't think it's going to be a homicide or a murder. You know, you're looking at, you know, negligent homicide or, an, or, or a manslaughter at best if they go that route. But again, I you know, it, it could just be assault one, you know, with that enhancement on it depending on how they want to look at it. But it does look like that the leg was thrown up there intentionally to hit him somewhere. I don't think it was intentional for the neck and obviously to kill him. But um, the last uh, information I got on that, Jake, was the, the law enforcement were taking a look at it and they did want to talk to that individuals and other people on the ice. Yeah. I mean, it's all recorded, so they have it on video, but it's pre pretty much to get mindset and such. But this player that did did lift his skate up is known to be one of the dirtiest players in the sport. So uh, yeah, if you look at his really penalty, yeah, it. if you look at his penalty timing and such like that, and I don't even know the name of the guy. I just know he's wearing the red jersey. Uh, I don't follow hockey that that much, but when I did see that he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, I figured he did a stint here in Northeast Pennsylvania with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, which he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, Rob, the AHL American Hockey League, that's where the, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, that's that's the form of hockey that they're in. And, excuse me, yesterday on their website it said, the American Hockey League is shocked and deeply saddened by the passing of former AHL forward Adam Johnson following an injury while playing for the Nottingham Panthers of the UK's Elite Ice Hockey League on Saturday evening. He was 29. Johnson turned pro with the AHL's Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in 2017 following two seasons at the University of Minnesota Duluth and went on to play 257 games in the AHL with Wilkes-Barre Scranton, the Ontario Reign, and Lehigh Valley Phantoms, a native of Hibbig, Minnesota. He played 13 games in the National Hockey League with the Pittsburgh Penguins before joining Nottingham this season. Johnson also played overseas in Germany and Sweden. Wow, so it's very possible. A lot of us here have seen him play. I think it's probably pretty possible, uh, but it's it's tragic. You know, something like this happens. It you know, it's not the first time something like this has happened. But um, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes and how that changes the sport. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more you know, tomorrow. We're running towards the end of the show here. But uh, if you've seen this player, if you follow the the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins more heavily than than I do. And you've seen this individual play. You know what would you like seen done? Something to think about. A little homework assignment for the night. You know, do you want to see law enforcement handle this, or do you want to see the league handle this, or do you just want to write it off as a tragic accident? You know, I'm 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 not sold on which way I would like to even see it go, but it does look like it's intentional. And with, with the history of the player that did lift his skate up, that struck 
the the player knowing that he's one of the most pen- penalized players in the sport in that league and uh, has been known to be very dirty uh, what's what do they call it when you you hit the guy with the blade of your stick uh, it's not spearing it's something slashing no He's known for that, or taking the blade of his, his uh, hockey stick and whacking people with it uh, above the waist and such like that. But, you know, he, you could see he clearly misses the check that he wanted to hit with, from the guy that was in front of the, the player that was wounded. And he kind of threw his skate up in the air to stop the guy behind him who ended up get, getting the skate to the neck and it ended up slicing his neck and, and therefore his carotid artery and bleeding out on the ice. They did get him out of there quickly, but something like that you're talking you know, less than a minute. Uh, so it's a tragedy here. And if, if you're a fan of his and saw him play here, you know, our condolences go to that. Yeah. Uh, the, you know. the name of the player, it is Matt Patgrave of the Sheffield Steelers. And it says here after the impact, you know, it says in response to Johnson's death, the EIHL suspended all games scheduled for yesterday and numerous leagues and teams worldwide. And it says that a fan fundraising campaign was launched raising money to support Johnson's family and surpassing its initial goal of 5,000 euros within a few hours, later being raised to 10,000 euros before being surpassed that same day. Following Johnson's death, hundreds of fans assembled outside Nottingham Arena, home rink of the Panthers, alongside players and personnel to lay flowers and tributes. After Johnson's death, the English Ice Hockey Association, which governs the sport in the country at all levels, introduced a neck guard mandate. Wow. Oh, this looks seems like they're taking uh, uh, immediate action on it, and we'll see where it goes. And th- this happened. It happened in England. Yeah, it did on Saturday. All right, so we'll see what happens with the authorities there as that goes on. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. Hopefully you have uh, good plans for tomorrow. We'll be here. We'll talk about it. I didn't get to some things today. I have the, save it for tomorrow, the creepiest places in all 50 states. I think it'd be fun for a Halloween to go through that list, plus a couple other things. And we'll have Tommy on to talk about some veteran news, hopefully if he's available. Hopefully he's not trick-or-treating. I don't know. Do adults trick-or-treat? Jake, do you trick-or-treat? No? No. <laughs> no? Jake doesn't trick-or-treat. They better have candy here. Candy. Candy, Graham. Well, it's 6 o'clock here at WILK. Thanks for joining us today. A little tired. I don't know. Tomorrow we'll make up for it on Halloween. God bless. Be safe. We'll do it again tomorrow.